the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Today is the beginning of a nine-part series, okay, on Messiah. What we believe about who is Messiah is our discussion today. So let's begin first with the word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you and praise you. And we thank you for the gift of Yeshua, our Messiah, who atoned for our sins. And Lord, I just am so blessed, Father to have a personal relationship with you through Yeshua. So, Father, we just pray that this time together in this program will encourage people, will strengthen their faith, and strengthen their ability to know you. We love you, we honor you, and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Before we get started, I just want to mention that if this radio program ministers to you, please consider a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. We would really appreciate it. Uh, call Karen at 813-831-5673, which is our office, or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org. I appreciate your prayerful and financial involvement. Really do. Okay. Also, would love for you to come visit. We are open. <laughs> so we are open in Tampa, St. Pete, Wesley Chapel, and our Spanish-speaking congregation, Conexion. We're all open, and so uh, check uh, the Shoresh David website. That's Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And uh, you'll see some of the services on Friday evening, Saturday morning, and even Saturday afternoon. We'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to bring especially your pre-believing Jewish friends. Amen? So our nine-part series on Messiah will be as follows. And... uh, 
it starts with today, believing in Messiah, and then becoming like Messiah, and joining Messiah's remnant is number three. Four, follow the law of Messiah. Five, is evaluating culture for the sake of Messiah. Six, building up the body of Messiah. Seven, aligning with Messiah's order. Eight, sharing Messiah's message. And nine, Messiah's purpose. And I will be giving similar messages at Shoresh David each Saturday in Tampa. So I'd love to have you come. That'd be great. At Shoresh David, like most congregations, we have a statement of faith, right? A few years ago, um, I decided to change the focus of our statement of faith in just a few areas, realizing that some of our statements were more values-oriented than faith-oriented. So, uh, I'm just going to briefly go over our statement of faith with six key principles. And in the broader Messianic world, some of our statements of faith might be controversial. However, I believe that in the majority of Messianic congregations around the world, they would have similar uh, beliefs, and I think that would be true of churches as well. Uh, before we deal with this subject, let's briefly look at, at this statement of faith. All right, so we start with number one, the Bible. We believe the Bible's God's written revelation to man from Genesis through Revelation. Sixty-six books are the complete work of, a word of God. The Bible's inerrant, unchangeable, infallible. The Bible is our authority. Okay? That's the short version, by the way. <laughs> Secondly, uh, we believe in God. God is one, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God is triune. So, we, our third key principle is we believe in God the Father, Ha'av. And um, fourth key principle, we believe in God the Son, Ha'ben, Yeshua. And the fifth key principle, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, yes? And the sixth key principle is the only way, is about salvation and eternal life. The only way for a man to be reconciled to God, be cleansed of sin, and receive everlasting life with him is to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. So salvation, we believe, is God's free gift. It's not on the basis of human merit or of work. Okay? Uh, each subject needs explanation and a look at many scriptures, especially since I've skimmed over these major points, you might have questions. However, today, as I mentioned, our discussion is on Yeshua the Messiah, okay? Though there are many aspects of Yeshua we can discuss, today I'm going to tackle what I feel is the most challenged uh, one, which is, oh, I believe in Yeshua. But they say, I don't think he's God. And so that's how it's challenged. Well, we believe that not only is Yeshua the Messiah, but he is Lord, he is deity. So the two points I want to go 
over is number one, why is this important? And number two, why we believe it. So our statement of faith is, says uh, Yeshua is God who came to earth in the flesh, fully God, deity, and fully man. And when we understand this to be true, most everything else about Yeshua falls into place. So before we begin, let me say that nothing I say nor scriptures I use can convince anyone that Yeshua is deity. It's just like receiving Yeshua as Messiah for salvation. The facts are there, but the faith is what makes this understanding foundational in someone's mind. So, let's start. Why is it important to know that Yeshua is God in the flesh? rather than just as Messiah. Well, I believe uh, we would start with John 14:6. Yeshua said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So our salvation is based on who Yeshua is. And obviously, as we say at Passover time, Dayenu, that would be enough. And really, when you look at this, what is Yeshua saying? Not, he, he's not just saying that he is a savior. He's saying, I am the way. In other words, this is the journey that you're, I'm, I'm directing. I'm the direction. So he's not pointing out that God is the direction. He's saying, I am the direction. And then he says, I'm the truth. Now, we know that only God is the truth. And then he says, I'm the life. So he's all of life. When we put this all together, we realize that Yeshua is saying that he is God in the flesh. But a second reason that I think it's so important is, and, and for those of you who like Scripture and believe in God, you don't want to go against the Ten Commandments. And in Exodus 20, verse 3, it says, You shall have no other gods before me. Do not make for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or on earth below or in the water under the earth. Do not bow down to them. Do not let anyone make you serve them. For I, Adonai, your God, am a jealous God. God is jealous. And God is requiring us to put him number one in our lives. He says, don't bow down to them. Don't let any make you serve them. Okay? So if we're going to follow Scripture, and we believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, and there are all these things we do through him, with him, in him, and so on, well, that would be blasphemy unless he is God. Does that make sense? He has to be God because otherwise we would be serving an idol. 
Yeah, look at it this way. We pray in the name of Yeshua. We receive the Holy Spirit by knowing Yeshua. He atoned for our sin and redeemed us from death. And from so he bears our sorrows and griefs. He intercedes for us to the Father. And in Ephesians 1, 10 through 14, listen to this. The plan of the fullness of times is to bring all things together in Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth, all in him. In him, we are... We also were chosen, predestined according to his plan. He keeps working out all things according to the purpose of his will, so that we who were first to put our hope in Messiah might be for his glorious praise. We are to praise him. And it continues, after you heard the message of truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, meaning Yeshua, you were sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his, Yeshua's possession, to his glorious praise. With all of that, it is hard not to put Yeshua as number one. But if he's not God, then Yeshua becomes an idol. If he is God, then it makes sense that we are putting God first, and God meaning the Father, God meaning the Son, and God meaning the Holy Spirit. Does this make sense? I pray it does, because I know this is such a difficult issue for some people. It gets complicated, and I'm trying to uncomplicate it. I don't want to get very theological. I'd rather be practical from Scripture. Now, connected to this idea of the Ten Commandments and, and the idol, we see in Isaiah 42.8, it says that God will not share his glory. However, he's sharing his glory all the time with Yeshua. Scripture is so clear about this. We see in Luke 24, verse, starting with verse 50, Then Yeshua led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them, the disciples. And while blessing them, he departed from them and was taken up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. If Yeshua is not God, they have no business worshiping him. We see it again in Matthew 28, 9. And behold, Yeshua met them. He says, Shalom. They drew near, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Did Yeshua ever say, stop worshipping me? No. Because he is God. And we need to connect. You know, people try and take one verse or two verses or say that Yeshua never said that he was God. But 
you've got to take the entirety of Scripture and connect the dots. The importance of Yeshua being deity and the proof of Yeshua being deity, they kind of blend together, you know, as you might have already seen. I've already gotten into not only why it's important, but the fact that it's true. The very reason that it's important to know Yeshua's true identity corresponds with why we believe it. So another example is at the end of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, it says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you, and remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, first of all, we see that we are to immerse people or baptize them, if you prefer that word, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, it shows us that God is one, but there's three, however you want to place it, uh, put it, uh, three natures of God, and, and we see that the, the Son is the one that we can see, but we immerse in all three. Now, if 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 you if the holy spirit was god and the father was god and the son was not i don't think he would be a name we would immerse people in would do you god shows us here the, their equality if you have no doubt that the holy spirit is god then you should have no doubt that yeshua is god yeshua says teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. He didn't say what I taught you about God. He says to the disciples, as we read in verse 18, that he has all authority, and when you observe what he says, you have observed, in a sense, what God has said. Yeshua shares his eternal nature by saying that he will always be with them, even to the end of the age. And look, obviously, the eternal nature of Yeshua is another aspect of his deity. It, it proves it. But we can see that, uh, like in John 8:58. it substantiates this idea of Yeshua being eternal when... He says, Amen, Amen, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. Now that's, a, uh, first of all, it shows that he's eternal. But second of all, now he uses the words, I am. And so in Exodus 3.14, God answers Moses, um, and uh, who is asking, well, we, what do we name you, God? <laughs> and, and, and so God says, I am who I am. Then he said, you are to say to B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So Yeshua is making a direct reference to what God said to Moses, as he so often does. Continuing to talk about Yeshua's eternal nature, 
with one of the, what I consider one of the most important verses in the Hebrew Scriptures is Isaiah 9-6. Now, in this verse it says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Now listen. And his name... Okay, this baby, this child who will be born, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Well, I, again, I feel that those names can only be attributed to God especially the one that says Mighty God, but even Eternal Father. It shows that we, that it, it, it's just a, a scripture that really gives us an understanding of what God is trying to say. Now, I must repeat at this moment that God will not share his glory. And in Exodus 20, Again, uh, verses 3 to 5, you shall have no other gods before me. Do not make you, I have to read this again, for, for yourself a graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth, below or in the water under the earth. Do not bow down to them. Do not let anyone make you serve them. For Adonai, your God, am a jealous God. Now, in this short time we have, I can't give you all the scriptures about the deity of Yeshua because there are all sorts of them, especially in the book of John, and, and, and the fact that he is eternal. But let's look at a few more. I mean, Revelation 1, 17 and 18, I am the first... Uh, this is Yeshua speaking. I am the first and the last, and the one who lives. I was dead, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. Okay, I'm alive forever and ever gives you the sense that he's not going to die again, right? Okay. So we see that whether we're talking about the Tanakh, which is the Hebrew Scriptures, or whether we're talking about the Buddhist Hadashah, the New Covenant, they come together in a, a, a fabric that is, is showing that Yeshua, the Messiah, is not only the Messiah in, in terms of taking our sins, but he is also deity. We see this in Colossians 1, starting with verse 15. It says, He is the image of the invisible God. So I think that's pretty clear, describing him as the invisible. We know that God the Father is invisible, and we're, we're not going to see him. We're not going to see his face. And that's a whole other discussion. But, it does say that Yeshua is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created. So by Yeshua, all things were created. Well, wait a minute. We know that God the Father did the creating. 
So how can we say, by him, Yeshua, all things were created in heaven and on earth, the seen and the unseen, whether thrones of angelic powers or rulers or authorities? All was created through him and for him. He exists before everything, and in him all holds together. He is the head of the body. We've run out of time. I'm going to finish this up next week. Please come back. We pray that you will um, tell people about this message. It's an important message. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you and praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your word, which is faithful and true. And, and I, I'm just so thankful that in every area of life, we can trust you. So we bless you, we praise you, we honor you, and we give you all the glory. And I pray that may the Lord be the first priority of all our listeners, and may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, who is our Lord, as well as our Savior. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel